0: I'm Nick Saunders, and I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome you to season one, episode one of How We Get There, Stories of Transformation and Redemption in Tech. This podcast will explore through my own experiences and those of my guests, the way tech can change lives, alter trajectories, and give people space in this world that they might not have had otherwise. So I'd like to welcome my guest, Murray McKay. Welcome, Murray.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Now, you and I kind of have a lot in common. We actually met outside of the industry that we work in. Kind of through Absolutely. the alternative and punk scene. Yeah,
1: that's how this happened.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I think it's cool that kind of, despite maybe people's perspectives who see us in those spaces, that we're both thriving professionals. So I wonder how you feel about like negotiating those two identities at work and in your private life. I
1: uh, I like to think that the that professionally I don't try to hide any of what I am like. In my day-to-day life, you know, I don't try to, uh, you know, masquerade as something I'm not when I'm in a professional space, you know, I try to be genuine and what I am all the time. So, and I've never had any issues, you know, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's cool about tech, right? Is that it kind of makes that space that maybe other workplaces wouldn't. I know that when I started at my first tech company, I had Neon pink hair and all my piercings. And I was being hired as an office manager. And I think about what an office manager might have looked like in other industries. And I probably wouldn't have gotten the job.
1: It's, you know, honestly, when I first started working for the company I work for now, Pixamundo, I. I showed up the first few weeks wearing like button down shirts and I felt like such a a fraud and quickly I noticed that like a lot of people in the office were like, Oh, you know, not like not punks or anything, but people were just wearing their average and, and nobody was masquerading about with like ties and stuff. So it was pretty yeah. seamless for me to just like, Oh yeah, I can dress however I want. I can be whoever, I, who I am. Yeah. It was pretty easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you get to act that way and dress the way that you're comfortable, you can be more effective, right? When you're wearing that mask, it's like, when I've worked at law firms and I had a dress code, I always felt discomfort, which was distracting. So I couldn't really be be myself. So have you worked in the tech industry for the entirety of your career? Or were you doing other things before that?
1: No, I spent the first like 18, 20 years of my like, professional life working in kitchens and so yeah I did that for like 18 maybe 20 years and then I eight years ago I had a son and it quickly became obvious I could not support like a family on a kitchen guys uh, you know there's no money in that in that game like it's a lot of fun but there's no money in it so uh, my best friend was like hey you should learn to to be a a lighter and cgfx lighter and so i spent like three months i just like buckled down and spent three months learning that but then an opportunity opened up to become a production coordinator for a company and so i took that and i got away from being more the artist end and moved more into like production side stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i've been doing that since yeah
0: yeah let's, yeah, I, I can relate to that myself, like working in theater, which was very fun and doing costume design, which was really rewarding creatively, but it's it's tough, right? Like those those pay structures are not developed around sustainable yeah. sustainable lives. So I think that that's kind of the the thought behind this podcast in itself is that the tech industry does provide a living wage for a lot of people and creates that upward social mobility so that you can take care of your kids and and you know make a comfortable life so before you were working in kitchens were you were you a little no good nick like myself absolutely 100 <laughs> percent.
1: i uh, it was a fun time like honestly i i i would encourage anybody to spend a few years doing that because like really kitchen work especially because like you learn a very valuable skill into in just like feeding people and like mm-hmm. understanding how to make dinner out of nothing which you're gonna have to do if you're working in an industry because you don't have any money it's a it's a very useful skill and like i would encourage like i'll encourage my son to try to do it for a bit but not as a not as a lifetime style career like it's not nice. yeah it's not sustainable long term plus like the the culture of the whole thing is you know uh how do i say this nicely it's self-destructive right like mm-hmm. we all everybody knows somebody who's you know a little off the deep end because they've mm-hmm. spent too much time working in these industries right so yeah. yeah yeah and
0: i think burnout is is like kind of a a risk of all industries right and i've spoken on other podcasts about that in the tech industry even by virtue of our work being in our homes often and there mm-hmm. being no place to escape it but i think you make a good point with Serving and working in kitchens, it becomes your whole world, and that's not super healthy either. No. Always about balance, for sure. So I'm curious about your coworkers and what you've noticed about them, because I've got some observations about that as well. But I'd love to hear you share something. How do you mean? Just you know, would you say that they're like you? Would you say that they're kind of a, just scattershot, completely different people, all of them coming together for a common goal? Yeah, honestly, I
1: all I frequently feel like in when I when I have when like when we have like like groups and we get together because everybody works from home and when we all get together it's really strange because everybody's from these very eclectic backgrounds and uh you know like no two people are you know kind of on the same page about what's happening with their lives and stuff but I feel like it's um because we're all How do I want to say this? I feel like there's a camaraderie. There's a, we're all on the same page about a lot of professional things, but we can all get along very easily. Like, I've never, like, I've never met like another, let's say, punk that works in the industry per se, but I've met a lot of people who are like, we have similar outlooks on life, you know? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a young industry too, right? Like, there aren't a lot of older people. So, like, it's, it's very easy to like, get along with most people everybody seems politically on the same page too like i mm-hmm. you know meet a lot of highly conservative types i've found at least yeah yeah and it's like a very like open and accepting field i've found even though yeah. like most, you know like i have a very little in common with a lot of these people socially but yeah you know i've met some great people i have a lot i've made a lot of like very i'm sure lifelong friends
0: yeah i would say that that's kind of my same observation is just there is not necessarily people that i would usually meet maybe in my social circles but there's Mm. an authenticity there that is uh, unique to the industry by virtue of what we talked about before there's not a lot of masking people are welcome to come as they are and bring their skills so do you would you agree that tech is more of a meritocracy than some industries oh yeah for sure 100 yeah, like, percent. yeah yeah
1: it's it's a there's a there's a great leveling of of all playing fields here i feel like too, like uh everybody you know everything's based on merit nothing is based on uh like uh, your exterior look or anything it's all like uh, everybody is just uh oh, shit
0: either have the answer or you don't you know like it's it's either getting done or it's not. That's, I think, what appeals to me about it is. And maybe there's a little brutality there, but I I personally enjoy that, that way of operating is, you know, be who you want to be, do what you want to do, be a freak, a geek, whatever. But did you get it done at the end of the day? Did you get along? Were you kind? And that's kind of, that's all of it.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Especially yeah. uh, coming out of, like a, like kitchen settings too like where mm-hmm. it is like oh you got to get it done but there's like a an urgency in that industry that doesn't exist here and like a just the way people speak to you about issues is completely different i i had a hard time getting used to it at the beginning because like people were just so more just even keel about issues than the the insanity i was used to i had a hard time Getting it in my head that like, oh, I'm not going to get shouted at all
0: the time. That's
1: yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, like,
0: yes. Yeah, that is a that is a nice feeling. I mean, yeah, urgency. I like the concept of priority over urgency, right? Like so urgency is often at the sacrifice of quality. But when you put something in priority, you're also moving fast, but you're you're maintaining quality, right? Sure. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I can definitely relate to the everyone being so kind and reasonable, and <laughs> it was it was a very it was a very different experience for me. So I was working in theater, but then I was out of theater working at a uh, like dance clothing production shop. Okay. And so it wasn't this was kind of just like a little stopgap before I started working in tech. And it was about quotas. So I was sitting at a sewing machine creating these costumes, and I had a certain number to complete. And it made me really do some sober self assessment about whether or not I could function in that environment. And the answer was absolutely not. I could not. <laughs> it
1: was, it was it, it was like piecework.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it was, I think for some people, maybe having that kind of like, that measurable outcome is, is hopeful, maybe. But for me, it was very daunting and very stressful. So when I entered then, into the tech industry and I had someone being like these are the goals that we want to accomplish get there how you can you know and like use these tools that we're providing learn something we will also teach you like that was all just so revolutionary to me I mean I did yeah I did see a lot of a lot of that in theater theater kind of behaves in the same way I think as the tech industry and there's a lot of alignment there but in that manufacturing setting that was That was when I realized that I needed to move to something different for sure.
1: Did you find yourself in a, in a, in a piecework kind of environment? Did you find yourself like trying to cut corners to, uh, to get more product out? Did you like, was that like an issue for you?
0: I mean, that's a good question. I think that that would have been the logical thing to do (laughs) but because I was trained kind of in like couture methods and more in, You know, for for theater, I had such a obsession with this this quality that I think maybe was slowing me down and bogging me down, and I wasn't cutting corners because I wanted to do it right. And I don't think that that was, you know, to my benefit. But it was it was not a good fit for sure. (laughs) Glad you got it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, me me as well. And I I feel so passionately now about the tech industry and how it can be a really great move for a lot of people and. I don't know if you have those conversations with people that are that are kind of curious, tech curious. Uh, You know, honestly, uh, I got in like
1: I'm 40, right? Mm -hmm. All of my other friends, everybody else has established their career trajectory. I seem to have got on it late. So most people I know are They're 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 established. They're not trying Mm -hmm. to I'm not trying to convince people to come in.
0: You're not recruiting.
1: No, I'm not recruiting.
0: See, I'm still recruiting. And I'm 39. I'm turning 40 soon. And I'm still I'm still trying to bring people over. I I really strongly believe yeah, it's it's a great place to be and the more I I kind of gush about it, I find that people are are curious and they'll they'll admit that they're like, "Oh, I took a little secret coding class on the side, you know." It's it's like a little secret that some people have that they're curious about it.
1: It's a fun thing too. like, honestly, coding, especially is like, it's a fun thing to learn, even if you're not going to do anything with it, the like, uh, it's the ability to make something out of nothing is such like, like an enjoyable little thing. Like I mess with stuff like this all the time, just mm-hmm. to be like, can I do a little thing here? Can I make a little video game in my spare time? You know, like it's uh making something from nothing is just, but I enjoy that in all facets of my life, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, about my hobbies. I like Hmm. things. So yeah, it's like pretty natural.
0: Yeah. 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 Like the kind of the artistic process, it also kind of transfers to tech as well. And you know, I hold a a non-technical role as they call it, which I, I hate that expression. And I will always get up on my soapbox to say that it's a spectrum of technicality. We're not either technical or not technical. All of us use those tools in our industry but I do fall on that side of the spectrum and still find myself, you know, digging into that, like, you know, learning a little bit of like Python or like, you know, trying to understand it a little bit better. And it is very rewarding for sure, even for someone like me who maybe doesn't have that proclivity like my my colleagues do. <laughs> I
1: think we can learn it, though. It's like a, it's the barrier to entry has never been lower, you know, like, mm-hmm. anybody, uh, you know, you can find classes on the internet that are free, uh, that are are totally usable. And a lot of this stuff is just like basic logic problems too. Like, so it's, if you have any want to learn, it's not very hard to get into. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think maybe more of the barrier is, well, for one, evangelism. So that's, something that I'm kind of trying to to do single-handedly sometimes. But the other one is networking, right? Like some people do go through the boot camps or they, you know, do a lot of self-guided learning, but then they find themselves without the connections to get into the industry. And that is, I would say, after I've done all of this, you know, pro-tech, yay stuff, that is a part that's, that needs work where our pipeline is very based around networking right and
1: you're 100 right there is like, yeah. a, like a nepotism happening mm-hmm. here you kind of need to like i got my first gig through nepotism 100 like everybody mm-hmm. i knew the right people at the right time and that's how i got in and and like i would i would gladly help anybody else the same way but it's sh- you're right. If you don't know somebody or aren't like aggressive on like LinkedIn or some shit like that, it could yeah. be very difficult if I can imagine. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, some of the, some of the advice that I give to people is that if they don't have the network beyond me is to be that aggressive and find like a startup that they think is interesting and, you know, cold call the CEO and they're like, that is madness. And I'm like, that's what it takes, though, is is kind of introducing yourself to somebody and becoming known. Because otherwise, you're just going to keep knocking on those doors. And I don't think a lot of hiring is happening from just shooting off a resume with no follow up, right? Oh,
1: definitely not. Do people still yeah. use resumes at all in this industry specifically? Like, I don't yeah. think it's a thing anymore.
0: <laughs> they do, they do. And I'm I'm in people operations, so I review resumes. They do still exist. Really? Yeah, you yeah. Feel yeah. like everybody
1: that I've seen get hired. In the last seven years, it's almost been exclusively I knew somebody knew somebody or it was just I looked at a LinkedIn profile. It seems like are the two like ways I've seen people get hired.
0: Yeah. Well, and LinkedIn has become kind of the new resume for people who are LinkedIn savvy. Again, another barrier that that not a lot of people maybe know how to leverage LinkedIn as effectively as they could. I do still see resumes, but I know. Also that it's so much about the interview and uh, I think a lot of companies are doing those kind of like missions, show your work kind of stuff, which is a very important once you get through that point to the interview, which I think is a really great thing for sure. Getting people to show their work. For sure. Yeah. Well, what was your interview process like? Was it just a conversation? Yeah, I, my first,
1: when I first came in, it was a buddy of mine was like, oh yeah, I know this guy he can definitely do this. I had no experience and I'm not going to like, I just lied to these people straight up and was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for years and they did no background checks or anything. And yeah, I got a job. Yeah. I was in the next day. It was pretty wild, actually. Like, And then
0: it was just sink or swim. Just yeah. <laughs>
1: learned things. It was trial by fire for the next, you know, it's still trial by fire every day in my life. Like I, I have a pretty serious imposter syndrome going on all the time. Although I think a lot of people in our industry feel that, too, because it's like absolutely reasonably new. I like new was 30 years. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people are constantly like, oh, do I know what I'm doing because like, yeah. and like, honestly, people are constantly asking me at my job to do things. I've never have any idea what to do. So I just look it up and figure it out. That is like mm-hmm. the one skill that I have in my life is I, I like to learn things of my own accord. And so yeah. when somebody gives me a problem, I'm just like,
0: I'll figure that out right now.
1: Um, and yeah, that's, that's yeah. the way I live my day to day life.
0: And that's a great opportunity to be given right is to to get to figure things out (laughs) rather than them being predetermined and there's only one right way to do it is to to get to figure it out
1: yeah learning by doing it works well for me you know if i'm given a problem That's the, that's the only way I'm going to learn most things is like, you need to do this right now. So I'll figure out how to do it. And that's how I live my life.
0: So I wanted to ask you one last question. If you hadn't have gotten into this industry, what do you think you would be doing now? Mm -hmm. Struggling, probably. I would be mostly (laughs) struggling. Uh,
1: Like. Uh, yeah, I would probably still be in the kitchen. I like I mm-hmm. I, I loved it there. I, I really did enjoy it for the mm-hmm. time I was in it. And like if the money existed, I would very happily do that. You know, yeah. like it's a, it's a high stress environment, whatever, but I did enjoy it and I was I was good at it. So yeah, but unfortunately that industry they you know it's designed such that people can't make money unless yeah. you own a place and the barrier for that is incredibly high. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's probably what I would be doing in a perfect world. You know, if I would probably do that. Yeah. I suspect that's where I would be.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably be working at the law firm again, which, you know, I, I don't know that that would have made me very happy and it would have been like somewhere where I would have succeeded, but definitely would have been something that I would have returned to when I was trying to find new options. So I'm, I'm very happy that, that this is where my path led. So yeah. So thank you so much, Marie. I really appreciate your time today. And we hope that everybody who's listening enjoyed it as well and will like and subscribe.
1: It's been a blast. Thanks again, sister.